The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The head of Dublin City Council's traffic division is Brendan O'Brien, and he's been speaking about national road safety strategies. And he suggests those strategies are not working, and they need to be significantly overhauled to reduce deaths and serious injuries. Is he right? What isn't working? What is working? Here to discuss Paddy Cummins, the head of communications at AA Ireland, and Leo Leo, who is a member of the Irish Road Victims Association. Gentlemen, you're both very welcome to the show. Um, Paddy, if I can start with you, I mean, what Brendan O'Brien was citing were statistics and the statistics are trending in the wrong direction, aren't they? They are insofar as a comparison to the previous year where they're up 13%. However, overall, the figures aren't bad. Now, we obviously have to caveat, we can talk about bad and good in terms of of road fatalities, but they're much better than they were even a a few short years ago. If you look at... 1998, which is the year I graduated college, seems like yesterday, but we are 70% better than we were back then. So the, the numbers are were trending in the right direction and, and it was only the year before last where we had the uh, record uh, number of, of least number of fatalities mm. ever in, since records began. So it was going the right direction. We have seen a little bit of a, a, a jump again, none of that being good news. But there's there's a few factors for that. And I think they're possibly even peculiarities of of the, 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 uh, the you know, the, the world we live in currently, because we're seeing changes in terms of um, drug driving being more of an issue, pedest- okay. more pedestrians being killed. Why uh, do you suspect that is? We could have various theories. I mean, obviously, in terms of, of the drug driving, that's possibly a younger generation yeah. who are turning away from drink driving and, and, you know, maybe looking at other recreational drugs. And I think also we're, we're a nation of that are more distracted. Certainly in the roads, we are carrying around a, a very uh, distracting device in our pockets. And there's lots of people out there on the roads listening to this who are probably scrolling through TikTok or Instagram as we speak, unfortunately. Uh, Leo Leo, as I mentioned, is, is with us as well. Leo, I mean, there's an element of COVID as well. We didn't mention that, uh, mm-hmm. of coming out of COVID and more cars being on the road. Uh, despite that, like Paddy was quite clear and he was right to be that, you know, when you're talking about road deaths, they can never be too few. So, I mean, what what is not working in terms of road safety strategy from your point of view? Well, the enforcement for starters. The enforcement, there isn't proper enforcement there. And people are thinking, if we can do whatever we want, I'm just going to get away with it. We're not going to get caught, and then the and the penalties aren't. There's no there's no deterrence with the penalties. They're my two big. And in terms of let's break them down then enforcement. I mean that's what more guardy on the roads. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yes, they have to be seen there. They, yeah. they, you can drive from one top one part of the country to the other, and you you probably won't even see a guard car. <laughs> yeah. Like I. I've, I've driven Fortin Glass to Dublin on numerous occasions, even up to Dundalk, and I might see one car, and that's about it. And in terms of punishments, then, as a deterrent, can you give us some examples of how you feel they're too lenient? Just when you have so many drivers out there with with repeat offences, like this, there was a woman I know who lives in Donegal. Her son was killed by a guy had over three hundred and previous convictions like he's not going to stop yeah and my daughter was killed by someone over 50 previous convictions like they're getting they're going into court they're giving they're giving excuses like my I need my car 
for my children, for my wife to go to work and all this. But they're still going out there and they're breaking the law. They're, they're speeding, they're using their phones. The, the, the new fines came out. It's, they're not working. It should mm. be them. There has to be that fear that they're going to lose their driving licence. And if that fear is there, that'll, that'll quickly put a stop to them. Paddy, there's something to that argument, isn't there? That uh, people uh, don't fear getting caught, and if they do fear getting caught, they don't necessarily fear the consequences either. I think you're right, and I, I mean, when you hear stories like that, it's it, you know, it brings it really into colour, and uh, you know, certainly with with things like phones, phone use really does need to be curbed, and I think it's something that really is coming into sharp focus as well. There's the driver behaviour, but there's also something that we in the AA are noticing more, more recently as well, and on the roads is that the, the the cars that we are being called out to are in uh, worse condition than we've seen in some mm. time, and I know January was a particularly busy month for us, and the cars that we're going out to see are actually some of them are in really really bad condition. So, you know, people are obviously causing offences, but the cars that are driving as well are getting worse, comes into play when there's a cost of living crisis as well. People take shortcuts and things like tyres and on servicing their car. We've seen obviously issues with the NCT as well, but we are in a situation where um, people are taking shortcuts and as well are, are more distracted than ever. How do you change that that, that culture then that... Uh that sees people picking up their phones. You say, listening to this show, probably in their car, scrolling through TikTok. And the same people, they would not countenance having a drink and getting behind the wheel. I'm not mm-hmm. suggesting that drink driving is not a problem in parts of the country, but it's certainly not the problem it once was. Like That culture was changed, not universally, but largely changed. So how do you go about changing the phone I, culture? You know, I think the phone issue needs to be a, a bigger penalty. I think it, it does need to, to scare people into putting them away there's so many of us now can put the phone into the boot of the car and it will still actually work via Bluetooth if you really do need to take that call. But even things like Apple CarPlay where you're plugging it into your, your dashboard, there are more distractions, more menus, more things like Spotify. And I think it's a real concern. We just need to start putting the phone away, switching it off uh, you know, for that short journey because the, you know the, we are becoming a more distracted nation and this is, is, is probably bearing it out in the roads. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I'd, I'd wager lots of people, if they do have a newer car and it's got Apple Play or Android play mm. uh, as part of the package they can kind of convince themselves because that's on the dash and they're not holding the mm. phone that then it's okay it's no different from operating the radio years ago but it, it is a bit different it's a lot more complicated there's literally apps on the screen now they don't give you apps that are meant to distract you but if you're flicking through your podcast trying to find the one that you'd only got halfway through last week you're not looking at the road No and we, you know we know how far you can travel on a motorway when you're you know just your seconds away from, from, from looking away but look that, that, that wider issue of distraction of of maintenance, but also for those uh, behavioural changes, I think we maybe need a, a, a you know a bigger rod rather than a, than, than, than what we have at the moment. Uh, Leo, whenever this gets debated though by politicians, it quickly becomes a political football. Uh, you know, there's those in in almost permanent opposition to stricter uh, there's, penalties. There's, there's, there's some politicians out there that no matter what comes up by road safety, they object to it. But uh, you have, you, but you will have the sensible ones there. But the the will just doesn't seem to be there. It just they just keep putting on on the long finger all the time, mm. and oh. people are dying. And not only don't don't need to get the people that are getting killed. There's, for every person that's killed, there's between six and eight people that are very seriously injured, life threatening injuries. Mm. Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's a lack of political will? Given we're talking about life and death and life-changing injuries? 
to be honestly, I I I don't I can't understand it whatsoever. I just can't understand. Like they're talking about severe penalties for flying for flying drones over the airport because it's going to endanger life. Yet they're giving people slaps on their wrist for drink driving, drug driving, using their mobile phones. There's it's not not endangering life. Yeah, that's a good point, Patty, isn't it? I know in the UK after they flew those drones at Gatwick a couple of years ago, they changed the penalties. Your potential life imprisonment and the, the rationale is because you're risking people's lives. Yeah, but it, it's interesting when you look at the statistics for last, for last year, it's, there were more pedestrians killed in, in, you know, proportionally than before. And, and it's interesting seeing Dublin City Council coming out and talking about, you know, changes. In, in Dublin City, there was no, no one killed driving a vehicle. So there was all pedestrians who were who were killed. So you know where's the where's the responsibility yeah. lie for that? Yeah, yeah most of the collisions are on on rural roads, and you'll find some the rural the rural politicians that object to all these. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I wonder as well to what degree uh, does the phone issue feed into the pedestrians as well? I wonder how many of the pedestrians. You can see some of the on their phones too. Yeah, like you can see the RSA's campaign currently, which is about older pedestrians who are the most vulnerable currently in terms of, of road fatalities. And and it is it's the distraction from people taking their eyes off the road and, and not miss and seeing those people off the road. Uh, Paul in Galway says, "Can I drove from Galway to Longford over Christmas? Spent six days in Longford, drove back to Galway over ten days of Christmas. Didn't see one checkpoint patrol, etc. We need a visible presence on our road and harsher penalties. Uh, did the person who killed someone but had three hundred convictions pay three hundred times for a lawyer? Should there be?" Any as free legal aid in these circumstances says Al and another listener and making a similar point people who have that many convictions don't care if they lose their license because they'll drive on without them taking their license won't stop them it's the same with speeding uh, they should be in prison I drive That's quite a bit I drive up and down from Kilkenny every day so about 250 kilometres uh, and I never really see a guard at checkpoint what I do see are speed vans I give them that there are often speed vans on the road but I could be on my phone and I could be looking at TikTok and no one would be any the wiser. Anyway, 53106, the text number. Thanks a million to Paddy Cummins, Head of Communications at AA Ireland and Leo Leo, member of the Irish Road Victims Association. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.